Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? No. Do you think I deserve it? What? Do you think I deserve your full attention? I had to swear an oath before we began this deposition, and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no. Okay, no. You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? <laughs> what an intense scene. Man. That was from The Social Network, the, the movie about Facebook. And uh, that was Zuckerberg uh, talking to the attorney of his former partners. Um, they were saying something about Zuckerberg stole, his, stole their idea for Facebook or something like that. And um, it got me thinking, you know, I love that movie so much. I w I've watched that movie so much. Um, same as the... What is the Silicon Valley movie with about Bill Gates and Steve Jobs? I watch those movies a lot because it allows it, it gives you a perspective from kind of both sides of the story, right? Bill Gates um, really trying to make it happen, being the technical one, Jobs being the uh, motivational one, the inspired one. Um, and with Zuckerberg, you know, being the focused one out of his whole crew and seeing how people who were involved, like people who were minimally involved in what he was doing, tried to come and stake a claim in what he, he, what, what he built. Um, and so today, tonight, I kind of want to talk about growth. I want to talk about growth as a company, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to title this episode, Why Grow? Why Grow? Why Grow? I think a lot of us start off as entrepreneurs with this pie-in-the-sky idea where we're going to start a company, and then we reach a certain amount of monthly monthly residual income, and we're going to hire someone. And then we're going to hire another person and we have, you know, their title all mapped out. This person is going to be my, uh, my cool creative specialist. <laughs> this person is going to be my uh, uh, client happiness specialist. Right? <laughs> and everyone's goal is to grow an agency. Uh, I won't say everyone, but a majority of us, it's our goal to grow something, you know? To think about what our building's going to look like and what our meetings are going to look like where we come in and get everyone fired up and everyone's like, yeah, we believe in what you believe in. And they go off and do the work. And we get to 
what? Sit in our office, watch them do the work? Hmm? <laughs> we have a very skewed perspective of how things are actually going to happen. And it's fine. It's fine to um, imagine. It's fine to project, you know, into the world what you want to happen. But why grow? Why grow? Why focus on growth? Why? And I'm not just saying, I'm not saying it like, why grow, don't do it. I'm saying, I'm asking, why grow? Why Why is that your goal? What type of lifestyle will you have if you grow your company? Think about it for a minute. What type of day-to-day lifestyle will you have for yourself? Because it's easy to say we're going to hire these people at these stages, right? But we don't think we we don't think it through. Because everyone we hire is going to have a learning curve, obviously. So that's a 30 to 60 days to teach them about how we do things, you know, so that they catch on. So we're not taking that into account. We bring on a salesperson. We have to teach them about the industry. We have to give them, you know, 10 years worth of research and 10 years worth of being in design or being in development. Like, we we have to give that to them as quickly as possible so they can go out and sell it, right? Where's your growth? There. I think your growth looks like it's 60 to 90 days out. Maybe more. What if what if one of those people don't don't work out? Then we start over. <laughs> so think about the lifestyle you're building. Right? You're building a lifestyle of continuous hiring, firing, teaching, um, you know, onboarding, offboarding, paperwork, creating uh, tutorial videos, creating these uh, these sales videos and these you know marketing videos to teach people how we do what we do is it's a it's a time suck it's consuming and your lifestyle that lifestyle that you started off thinking okay i'm going to make a agency is going to grow i'm going to hire these people and they'll take care of everything becomes a burden right ask yourself that Uh, Ask yourself this. Do you really want to manage a team? Or do you want to manage yourself? That was rough for me in the beginning. Because I was really good at managing myself. But since I'm such a, you know, stickler and and such a perfectionist, it was hard for me to see how I could ever manage a team. And... After some time, I realized the team managed itself because of my work ethics. But thinking about growing, that, that kind of hindered me. Hindered me from hiring people. Hindered me from bringing on people, even if they were just commission-based. Because I had a way to manage myself, but didn't necessarily know how to manage other people and other people's personalities. right? And I was scared that my lifestyle would be taken away 
my freedom would be taken away and fully consumed with teaching people how to sell what I do and ho- and hoping they would stick around or hoping they would catch on. You know? And when you're, when you're thinking about growing, one of the things you have to think about is like what are what are the benefits of growing what are like how how does that directly benefit you growing a company growing an agency you know well if you have people handling your day-to-day stuff that's fine you have people answering emails that's fine that that helps a lot i get a lot of emails i would love to have somebody who just took care of that but is it fulfilling? Probably not. And eventually, you're going to have to hire somebody to run your entire company for you. Because the goal is this. Like, whether or not you believe it, I'm going to say this. Whether, you're not, whether or not you believe it, there's going to come a point where if you grow your company so big you're going to have to either step out or you're going to be pushed out. Here's why. Because us as creatives, if a creative starts a creative company and we have, say, 100 employees, by employees 60, we're going to feel like we're not doing anything with our lives. (laughs) That's nuts. It's absolutely nuts to think we just hired our 60th person, however... I personally feel like I'm not doing anything. Even even though you're growing this great company, you will feel unfulfilled because us as creators, we have to what? Create. We have to what? Strategize. We have to be in the thick of it. Or else we come home and we binge watch Netflix. <laughs> We watch that dirty job show, like eight episodes of it. Go to sleep, wake up, go in and train some more people. How is that fulfillment? At some point in growth, you're going to have to hire somebody to do what you've been doing so that you can get back to what you love doing. Mm. That's tough. Can you imagine growing a company and then stepping down from the head of that company? Can you imagine that? I I know a lot of business owners who've done that. You know, there there's a company called Sear Interactive. They're out of Philadelphia. Uh the owner's name is Will Reynolds. He's an awesome dude. Look at his stuff. Follow him on Twitter. Um I really look up to that guy. Um I even emailed him once and he emailed me back and I need to get back to him, but he realized that, well, he started his company and said, I only want 25 employees or something like that. Like, I only want a limited amount of employees ever, forever. Because he enjoyed, you know, getting to know those employees, having a relationship with them, having time of the day where he could ask them about their kids or their, you know, whatever they're going through. Um, and he got to a point where he was at like 100 plus employees. And he realized one day he was walking through the, you know, the, the, floor and there were people who he he didn't know what was going on in their lives 
And what did he do? He stepped down. He hired a CEO. He hired a CEO to be over his company so he could get back to what he loved most. I think he loved, like, search most, like SEO or AdWords or something like that. But that is that is so admirable. Man, that, that, that really shaped who I am in business, just hearing that story and hearing him describe it. You know, that has to do with growth. Think it, there's no way you can really project, like you can't say at my 50th employee, this is going to happen because it definitely won't. Especially if you're just starting. You're just starting off, you're like, all right, once I get to, you know, 15 grand a month, I'm going to hire somebody for four grand a month and have them take care of this stuff. And then once I get to 40 grand, I'm going to hire somebody else to be project manager or be sales or and and if you start on that path and start mapping that stuff out you're in for a world of hurt it doesn't work that way you know and speaking of that when you're just starting off don't try to proje- project income don't try to project your your path to growth because If you're anything like me, when you're just starting off, there are a lot of things you don't know. And there are a lot of things that are going to blindside you. And there are a lot of ways that people can get out of agreements or get out of paying you things because you don't have it all together. You don't have your legalities, your legal stuff, your, your, your contracts, your agreements. You don't have it all in place. Right now you're just going off of, I do this and I'm awesome at it. Please pay me. Right? And I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs projecting growth. And I think it's cool to kind of have that dream or have that vision of like, by June, I want to have that. Or I want to have, you know, two new employees. I think I think that helps some people. But for me, and maybe for a lot of creatives, that doesn't help. That's just anxiety. What what that is is we've given ourselves another deadline, which, oh my gosh, don't give me another deadline, especially myself. Myself, don't give me another deadline. <laughs> we have enough deadlines as it is. Why are we projecting growth? Why are we projecting income and saying by June I should have, man, I should be at 30 grand a month? June comes, we're at... 17 grand or we're at seven grand what's that do to us oh downward spiral of depression totally and here here's a here's a big thing that i really want to talk about and this is this is me being kind of transparent and uh a bit vulnerable but screw it therapy right um what I, would, what I would suggest with this whole line of thinking of, like, why grow, um, there, there will come a time where you will meet people who you really, really want to work for you or work with you. And I just want to stress, like, don't lead anybody on based on 
a theory or based on yet like your projection of where you will be at a certain point. You know, it, let, let's say you, you, you meet a guy, he's a great developer, you really want this guy on your team. Don't take this guy out to coffee twice a week and keep telling him, hey, by June, I'm going to hire you. And it's January. Don't do it, man. I know it's wishful thinking, but don't do that. <laughs> we... I, I did it. I've done it before. I, I had an intern um, for a year. Man, one of the most awesome guys I know, and hope and thankfully he's working with me now. But for a long time, I would say, like, like once we get to this amount of money per week, per month, I'll be able to pay you this much. And it took a long time to get there, man. And it felt like crap. I felt like a a fraud. Um, for not being able to get, because if I based it on what I thought I would be making as far as projected growth goes, we would have been there and he would have been getting paid and he could have quit his job and all that stuff. But I instead was like, Hey, we'll get there, you know? And then when the month came when we were supposed to be there, Hey, next month, you know, this is going to fall through and then the next month will come and it feels like crap. So I don't know if that's a real like point that should be made <laughs> during this podcast, but I just I just want to implore you like if you have somebody you want to work with, just stay in touch with them. You know, hit them up. Go to coffee maybe once a month. Stay in touch. See what they're working on. See how you can help them and vice versa. Um, but don't don't go off promising things or hyping hyping it up. You know, hyping up that, you know, I can pay you this much this month. Because when it comes to entrepreneurs, man, let me tell you. If somebody told me, hey, um, I want you to run my pay-per-click ads, and I want you to do it in June, and I will pay you five grand a month to handle my campaigns. Do you think that was April, May, June? In May, I'm going to be hustling hard to get more business? Mm Mm-mm. Because I know in June, this dude said he's going to pay me five grand. That's what we do. <laughs> it's crazy, but that's what we do. And imagine it, like June comes, and I haven't hustled in May at all. I just bought a new car. You know, maybe I bought a new uh, MacBook for like $2,600. And June comes, and he's like, ah, you know what? We had to fire some people. I'm going to have to push it back to next year. Oh, Oh, kill me. Kill me. If we're thinking about growth, one of the main things that comes to mind is how do you get people to join you and be loyal to you if you don't have a big like budget or you can't offer a big salary? How do you do that? I know how. I know one way. I'm not going to say I know how, but I know one way. And that one way is just, it, it comes from people admiring you. Okay? Loyal coworkers. And I'm going to say coworkers because we, could, we shouldn't be calling people who work for us employees. They're coworkers, man. They work for We should be hiring people who are on our level. We're just giving them a boost to be 
to so they can be in a position where they're great, right? Like loyal coworkers will come based on their admiration for you. And where does where where does that come from? It comes from them seeing your work ethic. It comes from them seeing how you hustle. Them seeing the work you produce. Them seeing how even when you hit a speed bump, you keep rolling, right? You have that one guy that you meet for coffee every month because you respect him and he's doing his thing. And every month you're telling them, hey, yeah, I just made, I made strides in my business. Like, this is what I'm doing now. Next month. Oh, yeah, I moved on from that. This is what I'm doing now. Next month. Yeah, I, I completely killed that. It was awesome. And now I'm on to the next level. Here's what I'm doing now. That, that, that fosters admiration. That fosters people going home saying, man, you know what, man, that guy is killing it. And they might be coming home to an empty inbox where they were hoping there was, there was something in the inbox, like a signed agreement, because they haven't had a deal in months. You know? That's the person who's going to say, hey, man, if you ever need any help, you know, just let me know, because... You're killing it, and I, and I really appreciate what you're doing. I really respect it. Admiration. Admiration comes from your work, your work ethic. If your work is inspired, guys, it will attract inspired people. And that's the truth. I Would you want to work with a dude or with a gal? <laughs> gal. Would you want to work with a dude or a gal who was uninspired and had no vision would you would you sign a contract and say yeah i'll work with you for a year and we'll make this thing grow by the way what's your vision they say oh <laughs> you would throw, put that pin down so fast right your work if your work is inspired if your work ethic is inspired if you've done the things that you need to do to make it so that you have a lifestyle, uh, a great lifestyle. Uh, you 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 put work into that lifestyle, uh, and also you're making good money, and also you're revered, you know, among your peers and whatnot. Don't you think that the greatest people, the best workers that you know or that know you, at some point, will come to you and say, "Hey, if you ever need any help, man, just let me know." I'm available. I'd love to work with you. Wouldn't that be cool? It's happened. It's happened to me. I, I have some of the... I mean, some of the most talented people that I've ever met. Um, just, I can call them and say, hey, let's let's do work. And they're, they, okay, they'll drop what they're doing. Let's do it. Because they know getting involved with a job with me is worth it. It's going to benefit them financially and, you know, it's going to motivate them. I think that's cool. And with growth, you have to think, like, is, is just having a team the reason you're in business? Is the reason you're in business so you can tell people, I have a team, I have a staff? If so... Get out. Go away. Go away. Do something else. If your goal is to say, 
I have a staff shouldn't be in business. In my opinion. That is like the most condescending bullcrap ever. I have a team. I have a staff. I have a business. Oh. oh. <laughs> then you yawn. Oh. Because you're so bored with your life. If your goal is to have a staff, get out. Your goal should be so much more. Your your goal should be what you're impacted by your vision. Your vision should be inspired. Your work should be inspired. And you should attract great people. You shouldn't just hire people to say you have a staff. And think that's going to inspire people to do business with you. It won't happen. And if it does happen, you're not a good company. You're not, you're not starting a good culture. You're not... You suck. <laughs> Sorry to be so cynical. It's super late. But man, you know those people, right? They have a company. They're never at their office. They have a company. They're never on any calls. You know, they have a company, but you go to their website and every blog post says written by that guy. When you know the people he hired wrote it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, and and with growth, it, like again, why grow? Have you considered overhead at all? Have you considered the the cost of having an office, the cost of having multiple computers to provide for you know to people? Have you considered electricity? Have you considered phones, uh, phone allowance, paying people cell phone bills? Have you considered any of that at all? You know, if you're gonna go remote, that's one thing, but. If you want to grow a company and have it be 20, 30, 40 people and you're just starting out, you can't say when I get to 10 grand, I'm going to get an office and hire somebody and pay them three grand a month. Because, hey, guess what? 1500 2000 is going to go into rent and other stuff. You're going to have to provide this person with a workspace, you know? That's something I had to learn. This is more businessy because I'm getting into it now and I know business and I, I never considered, hey, if I have a place for people to work, I also have to pay for every single thing they do there. <laughs> so if you're just starting off and you want to grow, now, I'm not saying anything's wrong with wanting to grow. That's fine. But I'm just saying consider this. Like, whatever you're making where you think you need to you can hire somebody wait until you make double that and then hire somebody cuz overhead is a son of a gun it is and i i think my last point is this you should grow only when you have to grow your business when you have to well how do i know when i have to you'll know You'll know. You just worked 90 hours this week. You should probably look into growing. Uh, you don't have time to take a client's call during a day. You have to push it back to, it's Monday, and you have to tell them, hey, I'm free on Thursday. You should look into growing.
you haven't seen your family in two days. Been sleeping on the office floor. Grow. Looking at growing. You know, barring you're making enough to, to hire someone. You know, and there's, you know, you can hire someone in-house and get an office. You can hire someone remotely and pray to God they have good work ethic. You could even get an outsourcer from India and learn the language. <laughs> but think about why you're trying to grow. If you're trying to grow so that you look like you own a big company or that you look or so that you look like you're a part of this bigger thing, don't do it, guys. You won't get more respect because you have more people working under you. You know who who you'll get respect from? Other business owners who have done that and don't know anything about their business. Hmm. That's the truth. You know it's the truth. You know the guys who come in and they they're wearing a suit and it's like 95 degrees outside with cufflinks and they're all like carrying a coffee mug. And they're talking about KPIs and ROI and all that stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it matters once you get to a certain point. But don't get with a business buddy and talk about that. That You're just putting on. Sorry. Again, it's late. And I'm cynical. And I don't like people who wear suits when it's 95 degrees. But it's 95 degrees. Why are you wearing a suit? You know, put on some jeans and a t-shirt. You still, you're still a business owner. You don't have to look the part. Jeez, would you grow out of your jeans? <laughs> Anyways, I, I hope everyone's business grows, but I hope it grows organically. I hope it grows because you do so much great stuff that it inspires people to want to work with someone who does great stuff. You know what I mean? And you're not having to put parameters in place or, you know, or or manage basically all these people and tell them, "Hey, here's how I want things done." No, they do it cuz they are inspired by you. And that will inspire you to keep doing great stuff, not just sit back and think things will get taken care of. Because when you get to that point, might as well hire a CEO. And and go to the beach and get a beach house and just collect money and just don't do anything. Because you're going to affect those people's lives in that business in a negative way. If you're checked out, if you're checked out and you come in and you try to impose on what they're doing, you're going to affect their work life in a negative way. If you're sold in, if you're bought into what's happening in that company or in your business, they're going to respect the hell out of you. And you'll never want to go to the beach house, you know, or you'll bring them all to the beach with you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this was kind of scattered, but I really wanted to get this point across. Just why grow? Think about that. Think about it. A lot of people want to have a big company, but they don't want to invest themselves in 
the people of that company, and it pisses me off. It really does. And I hope my generation, the next generation, realizes we invest in what we do. We invest in our people. The growth will come. It'll come organically. And if it doesn't come, that's fine. Because as long as we're fulfilled, we're happy. That's what matters. Right? Right? I think so. Anyways, I appreciate you guys, man. Listen to the next one if you like this. That'd be cool. If not, that'd be cool too. Talk to you guys soon.